What is up, podcast land? Wait a minute. That's not my line. I probably took that from another podcast. My bad. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Break the Ice Podcast. I'm your host, Julia. That's never going to change. And today's episode, we sit down and talk about an album that maybe was not a good idea to probably pull apart. And I'm probably going to get killed or hated or nobody's going to care. We'll see. I sat down with my friend Neil Anglin. Uh, he's on the Gits and Shiggle podcast and we decided, hey, let's let's do another episode where we just shit on an album. And the album we decided to destroy this time is The Black Market by Rise Against. Um, I have very strong opinions about this album and so does Neil. So I hope you guys enjoy it. But before we jump into that, please do not forget to follow our social medias uh, on Instagram. We are at Break the Ice Podcast. Twitter, we are Podcast BTI. On Facebook, we are Break the Ice Podcast. And if you like to see concert photography, we are on Flickr. Uh, search up Break the Ice Podcast and our logo should come up. And if you want to tell me how I'm doing, if you love what I'm doing, if you want to ask me on a date or not, and tell me how much I suck. But please don't do that. Just tell me how much you love me, please. I'm lonely. Anyways, if you want to give me any ideas, if you want to just express how much you like the show, definitely email us. You can definitely get in touch with me at BreakTheIcePodcast2016 at gmail.com. <laughs> we do have a contest going on right now. I am giving away a signed album Dayseeker's latest release is signed by the whole band that is still going on. I will be posting, or if you haven't seen it already, I posted pictures of the album and I asked you guys to tell me what is your favorite song on the album and why. And you will be getting a free album signed, sealed, delivered to your door. I'm not going to be delivering it personally, but your local postman will. Yeah. So here's my conversation with Neil on the album The Black Market by Rise Against. We count on the front of the weather, but it fell away. And the view from here isn't better, but it's all we know. It's all we know. What's up, Neil? What is hey, up? Nothing much. Just uh, hanging out here on a awesome, quiet night with no wife, no kids. No wife, no kids. It's, I love your wife all... and your kids, though. They're the best. Yeah, yeah. No, they're awesome. I'm gonna miss them, but uh, it's gonna be a nice. I'm gonna be able to get the full bed tonight, you know. I won't have my like tiny little sliver of a corner, you know. So, <laughs> no, 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 3 a.m. crying babies. No they guest bedroom. No guest bedroom. No, that's been my bedroom since you left, you know. Oh <laughs> shit! And that's been what, like a week or two now? Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> that's yeah. crazy. So I had Brand, uh, Brandon, Brendan on the podcast last week. Um. 
yeah. well, two weeks ago for the Misadventures album, and we had, I think we had fun, and I didn't crash and burn at all. Uh, right. Either that, or nobody really listens to my podcast, one or the other, and I'm, I'm kind of yeah. lean. I'm kind of leaning towards nobody listens to the podcast. So. And I had it on, and like when it when it dropped, I was listening to it, and man, that's a funny fucking dude, man. Like, I'm probably not gonna be as funny as him, but well, at least with the fucking bad dad jokes, you know. Like, <laughs> well, we are talking about an album today, and you know, this is gonna be strange for me because this band that we're gonna talk and this album that we're talking about. I know this band, their older stuff, and, like, I guess I wouldn't be considered an actual humongous fan of these guys. Like, I know they're more popular songs. Um, right. And you're a huge fan of these guys. So why don't you tell the people what we're talking about today? Right. So so the, the band and the album we decided to discuss was... Shut that shit off, Neil. <laughs> I just did. It was um, um, no Rise Yeti Against... cup. I don't have it. Oh yeah. To the thing. I would send um, you the audio file file and tell you to edit the whole entire thing. <laughs> All right. So, so the album that I decided to talk about was Rise Against the Black Market. That's and right. I cannot. I can't emphasize enough how much I fucking hate this album. Glad I'm not alone. And just a little bit of backstory. So, like, when I was maybe in eighth or ninth grade, like, wandering through fucking middle school, high school, I came across, like, someone told me about Rise Against and their song Ever Changing. It was off their very first album. And mm-hmm. that song was awesome. I went out and got the CD. It was great, right? Right. Then I just went, I decided to go to one, like, work for one year. I actually went by myself, actually. I And I ended up, like, meeting up with some kids from school. Right. And they were playing. And I was like, oh, shit, they dropped a new album. Well, I saw them and I went straight over to their merch tent and bought their new album. That album was Revolutions Per Minute. And I can safely say, without a doubt, that is hands down the most influential album I've ever heard in my entire life. Probably like top, I would say top three albums of all time for me. Um, It literally changed my life. And I'm not being facetious in this matter. Like, I literally started thinking differently. Uh, I was kind of, like, exposed to different things. And not only that, but this was a punk band that was a fucking punk band. Like, Like, they were, like, I guess around that time, there were bands like Thursday coming out. They were getting big. Guys. you know, yeah, Thrice was coming out getting big. And so like, those bands were, like, not real. They were, like, the next phase of punk, you know, I guess, or the scene. But these guys were just full-blown, fast-paced punk rock, circle pits everywhere, 
You know what I mean? Right, right. And I was just, I was just fucking blown away by that. So they were my favorite band for probably a good uh, eight or nine years, maybe ten years. Mm-hmm. And and so every album, like I, I've I've been up on their shit, man. Like every album until Black Market came out has been solid for me. Um, you know, there's 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 just not many bands that have been able to put out album after album after album, like super good tracks. Right. And still stay relevant too. Like, you know, yeah, sure, like there's a band like sometimes the bands put out albums where like, you know, there's a dope ass single but the rest of the album is kinda like whatever. That happens a lot. And then they follow up with the album that brings them back. You know what I mean? Right. So Rise Against has been that band that, you know, like after Revolutions Per Minute, it was Siren Song of the Counterculture. That's when they got signed to the major label. That's when they started getting MTV play. After that, it was Suffering the Witness. That album fucking crushed. I mean, it's, it's that, there's literally not a song I skip on that album. Um, after that, it's Appeal to Reason. A great follow-up to a great album. Fucking re-education through labor was on Guitar Hero. I'm sitting over here spinning the fucking wireless guitar on the Xbox around my head, you know. And <laughs> after that, <laughs> and then after that, it was Endgame. And Endgame was great. Endgame, it starts out because I'm old as shit now. I'm in my 30s. Rise Against, they're pushing 40. And... The first track says, do you still believe in all the things that you stood by before? And I'm like, oh, oh my God, this is my shit. <laughs> and then comes the black market. I've never been so hurt by a fucking band in my entire life. Like, like I personally stopped listening to Rise Against when this album came out. Damn. And I was so angry about it. And I even was like, hey, I'm going to give it a try. It's on Amazon for four bucks. I'm going to at least buy the fucking album, support my boys. I'm still angry I bought it. I still want my $4 back from Rise Against because this album is such garbage. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I think that's like, so, so, so this is not, so this is not me saying, oh, I listened to this album one time. I don't fucking like it. This is me, like, a fucking super fan coming in and being like, this album is garbage, and I tried my best to like it. You know what I mean? So right. I guess I guess that's where we can start. Okay. Well, uh, you just gave us, like, your full Endeavor life love story right. with your girlfriend Rise Against and how she cheated on you. Um, so it comes to Rise Against. I know more of their popular stuff, like I had said. Um, earlier, I mean, I, I guess the best way to say is like, I know the siren song of the counter counterculture. I, I, I've ran through that one pretty well and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, appeal to reason. Yeah, for sure. love that one. I loved Endgame a lot. Um, and then I really, really ended up liking, um, like for I, after Endgame, I stopped listening to Rise Against. Like, I, I had started to listen to other stuff. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But 
while we were when we decided to do this, uh, while we I looked it up on Spotify, and after listening to the Black Market for so long, you kind of just go like, "What the fuck is this like, even real right now? This yeah. this is such a terrible album." So I started skimming through what they have on uh, on Spotify just to get to listen to like the old songs that I used to listen to, and then I ran through uh, RPM ten. Yeah, yeah. So. I yeah, love so that's that. Revolutions per minute. Yeah, that's that's Revolutions per minute, and that's just like the ten year release with like the bonus track at the end. Yeah, so I love that. I I don't know why. I just I've been jamming that pretty pretty intensely lately. Um, that that first that first track, Black Masks and Gasoline. Gasoline. Like it, any any time I fucking hear that track, I immediately just look and see if I've got space. So I can start fucking swinging and kicking. Well, yeah, because like, like you like <laughs> this is the thing that I that we can start talking about the album is like when I listen to Rise Against, I think fast, I think mosh pit, I think yeah. angry, you know, yeah. punk kids, you know, going yeah. hard at a show, and then you yeah. have something like the black market that's just like did did Rise Against go pop punk? Did they, like, because some of these songs, dude, some of these songs are just. I've got a couple songs, uh, like, and we'll wait for those songs, but uh, the best term I can come up with is butt rock. I mean, it's just terrible. It was, dude. So, so why why don't, so why don't we start with that? So, the, the first song is, um, The Great Die-Off, right? Right. So every Rise Against album that has come out has had just out the gate banger track one. Right. I mean, like, just a fast fucking hitter that kind of sets the tone for the album. This song starts with a, I don't know, fucking violin. That is exactly what I wrote down. I'm like I, I don't know what happened there. I don't know what direction they went. Like, I'm like I'm a huge fan of violins in music. Don't get me wrong. I I used to play and everything. Yeah, fair, enough, fair enough. I heard the violin. I heard the violin and the way it just started, and I'm just like, what the fuck? You can mm-hmm. automatically hear the song and be like, yeah, this album's going downhill. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. There we go. Um, uh, let me see. My notes are... Um, oh, let's talk about this. So, so uh, I guess a little bit more than midway through, mm-hmm. one of the lyrics are like, of the walls you built high. Right. You know? And how Tim, the lead singer, at this one particular part, sings the three words, you built high, mm-hmm. I cringe every fucking time I hear it. Because it's like, and and this is my, you know, a big-ass Yeti uh, fucking Jack Daniels and Whiskey Deep version of it, but he goes, you built high, or some <laughs> shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, it is fucking terrible, Julia, like... That shit hurt my fucking heart on the insides, man. When I heard my man Tim sing that, I was just like, I can't believe this is the same Rise Against that came out the gate with Architects on Endgame. Like, it, it, 
it just blew my fucking mind, man. I just... Uh, when I hear it, I'm just like, I hate this song. Like, that's all that goes through, that goes through my mind. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because... Again, when I've listened to Rise Against, they've screamed. His, I, I love his voice. I love this guy's voice. Cause that, it's... That, that's one of the biggest reasons I fell in love with Rise Against was because, like, you could tell, like, like this dude, he's singing every word. Like, he would fucking die for what he's singing about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he sings so passionately, and his screams are on point, too. So... That's one of the main factors that really reeled me in with Rise Against. Right. And 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 and, and that is nowhere in this first track. Period. Exactly. Nowhere. Not like one nowhere. Part, not one part. Exactly. No. Like I I hear this and I'm just like, this got me in trouble last time. But literally, like I said on the last episode, not the misadventure ones, but like the arrivals and departures one, it's just so monotone to me. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to write these lyrics. I think this is a good song. I'm going to sing this now and make it the first track. And just slap it on the album. Like, I feel this is what this album was. Like, you slapped a couple songs together. Some of these are pretty good. But the rest are shit. So, so I'm, I'm going to tack on to your theory a little later on that. Because I think you're onto something there. Um, so... I guess, um, do you want to go to track two? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So track two is I Don't Want to Be Here Anymore. That was the radio single when they decided to uh, release the album, right? Right. Um, it's the main single. Um, I thought it was pretty weak for Rise Against, but, but I've got it marked down as like anything on the album that is average or above, right? I put a check mark next to, and I've got a check mark next to it. Um, okay, it, good, because like it's, it's, it's okay. Decent. That's all it is. That's all it is to me. It's it's it is what it is for a radio single, and but I will say that um, not only is it weak for Rise Against, but it just it's lacking that it factor that that pizzazz about it that really makes a Rise Against song stand out from the rest of the bullshit that is played on your modern rock radio station. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So that, 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 was, my, that was my take on the song. Okay. So it's pretty funny because I had kind of like basically the same reaction. So when I first heard this, at first I just was like, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like mm-hmm. it. And then the mm-hmm. more that I listened to this album... This song really grew on me. Uh, I really did like uh, how okay. catchy it okay. was. And it definitely makes for a radio single. You know what I mean? Because it's... Yep. When you play something... When you see hear something on the radio, it's like almost easy. Like, you know, it's, it's simple. It's, it's safe but edgy. Exactly. Exactly. Safe and edgy. Right. And... When I hear this, it's like, it's super safe, but it's got that edge, but it doesn't have that, like, it, you you can hear his voice and you can tell it tries against, but there's something missing that makes it that, like, original Rise Against song, you know what I mean? Like, it will tell you, oh yeah, 
this is definitely Rise Against work. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, and you know what? Um, maybe, maybe that's what they were intending it to be. Maybe, maybe they said, you know what? We just need to write a song um, specifically for radio play. Maybe they were told to do that by the label. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm just gonna leave it at it's a decent song. It's nothing better than decent, you know. I agree. Decent works for me. All right. Ugh, fuck this song. <laughs> let's go to track three. Tragedy and Time. Fuck. I, I, am, I am interested to hear your thoughts first. Oh, my God. Fuck this song, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. I yes. fucking... I think if somebody told me, do you want to listen to the first track on this album or do you want to listen to Tragedy Plus Time on this album for the rest of your life? I would be like, I'll listen to the first track all day for the rest of my life. This fucking song okay. sucks, man. Like, what I, the I, fuck is... No. What the fuck is this shit? Like... <laughs> I'm gonna go okay. really hard and say, like, this is no, not Rise mean, Against. Please. This is just not Rise okay. Against. I feel you. I'm right there with you. God, I'm so glad we're on the same page with this song. Oh, <laughs> I was scared for real. <laughs> I hate this song. I hate it. I, I have, in my notes, I have off to the side, star, possibly the worst Rise Against song ever. No, it's, it's not serious. even possibly. It is the worst Rise Against song ever created. Well, it's got a I've got another song on the album that kind of goes close with it, but we'll get to that later. This song um, makes me cringe, man. Okay, well, yeah, right there. Um, <laughs> so these are some these are some of my notes. Um, terrible, underlined, italicized, cheesy opening riff. I mean, come on, like that shit just like I wanted to skip as soon as I heard the riff, but because I knew that we were going to be talking about the album. I fucking listened, and there was a little part of me that was bitter at you. <laughs> I didn't pick this. I asked you to I know, pick. I know you didn't. So, I, know you so didn't. I have a list of albums that I want to talk about on this podcast, but I was like, you you beat me to it, so I agreed. <laughs> this is just one of those albums that I, I'm so passionate about. I felt like it was, So passionate it was about good. hating? Yes. <laughs> um... So, and the other notes that I have are uh, not a fan of the backing vocals in the chorus. Ugh. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I said, I said it's an easily forgettable song, like very, very easily forgettable song. And then my last note was at the end of the song, backing vocal lyrics say, "We are tragedy, yeah, we are sympathy." Right. What the fucking fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? What is that? I don't know what that means. What are you trying to convey to me, the listener? Because that's fucking terrible songwriting right there. And I really, really hope Tim from Rise Against didn't write that. I hope somebody else had something to do with that, with those lines. Because that is fucking terrible. That's just, yeah, no. I, um, I'm going to back you back up a little bit. When you said about that intro, God. Mm-hmm. Every time I heard it, I think I wanted to scream because it is just, it, this song is like the simple way out to me. Yes. Yes. I completely agree with that. 
and and just everything about this song is like too simple like blah 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 like yeah. I, I, and that yeah, I'm right there with you and what you said about those lyrics towards the end is absolutely true it's just ah uh, screw this song I fucking hate it okay fair enough <laughs> song four um, the black market <laughs> the black market there we go um, so hate the beginning of the song the opening riffs uh, and I have I have circled theme. It's like that's a like I I think I think we are going to see that throughout the album that's going to be a theme that I point out, and I think that's got a lot to do with why I hate it. All right. um, first impressions are everything, and when I hear a song that fucking sounds terrible out the gate, I don't normally stick around to listen to the rest of it. Right. 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 Um. Uh, I, I have a note that says it shows glimpses of the rise against that I like, but it's not fully it's not a fully developed song. Right. Um, and the part let me I gotta look up these lyrics real quick. It says I've got like a note that says like falling on my knees part. Um, um I'm looking at them right now. I'm trying to I'm falling on my knees right now. I'm covered in the mess I've made. These colors used to wash right out. Yeah. But now they are part yeah. of me. So, right. So, that's a, that's a part of the album that I'm like, okay, I can see that. It's kind of a good part. It's just, the, the, like, you can't, you can't just say, hey, there's one good part of a song, and it's a good song. You know what I mean? Like, like that that part, like lyrically, I kind of liked it. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but I don't know. It was just it was something that I thought was how it was delivered by Tim. Right. The vocals, that is. I thought it was good. I thought the music during that part was good. But overall, like it switches back over to like the normal chorus and everything. So you really can't. I can't check it off as a song that I liked on the album. That's okay. what I'm getting at with that. Um, For me, with this song, it's like below average. Like, it's okay. 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 It's all right. Um, it's not a song I'd ever listen to again, but it's like I don't hate mm -hmm. it, but I don't like it either. And I don't want to say I'm 50-50 about it because right. that would be a lie. But I really don't mind the chorus in the song. Right, right, okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was trying to get at. So thank you for putting my jumbled up, fucked up um, thoughts into a coherent sentence for me. Anytime, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the last note, the last note I have on it is uh, if the lyrics were more the Pacific, wow. <laughs> if the, the lyrics heck? were more specific, I think it could be a good song. Right. So. Yeah, that first verse, the way it starts, it kind of, I'm either I'm way too stupid to understand, or I just, I really, <laughs> I'm like, wait, heartbreak, currency, sorrow, slave, what? Uh, confused. Yeah, right, like, yeah. 
uh, it sounds decent. It's just what? Like, what are you saying? Right. Like, right. um, whatever. Okay, sure, dude. Whatever you say. Yeah, I'll I'll put my fist up for the song. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Ooh. So, track Next song. five, the eco-terrorist in me. Ooh, ooh. What okay. I like this one. And okay. and the reason being, it's it sounds like them. It definitely gives off that yeah. Rise Against vibe. Uh, it's fast. Absolutely. It the scream. Oh, I I'm a sucker for a band that screams. I love a lot of screamy bands. Um, I don't. Right. It's very rare for me to like a band that has a lot of singing. Um, that's why I'm not huge, huge, huge on pop punk. And mm-hmm. like the very few bands that do sing are like that I like are like Emerosa and like that's about it like when it comes um about when it comes around to like screaming songs I I must I love them and when I listen to this song it makes me love it what I don't like it's like very short-lived um the screaming part and I'm so So, pissed about it so So pissed about it yes if there was ever a song that him a fucking vegan can scream about it should have been this one like the whole way through um just a little bit of that little bit of background like about the song it's about factory farms and like how like uh it's pretty much like an animal rights song right and about how like factory farms in america are just absolutely taken to con- do not ever take into consideration um like the 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 animals that they kill for right. food. You know what I mean? So so these were my thoughts on the album. Or I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping little, ahead little, there. Little, little toasty. Um these are my thoughts on the song. Best song on the album by far. Uh light years away from the best from the other song uh that I have on here. Um it is the political rise against that I fucking love. Right, it's, right. It's, it's the it's the rise against that sings for a purpose and creates music for a purpose that I fucking love. Um, it gets me, like it, it jars my, like thinking. You know what I mean? Like it. This is, like animal rights is not something that I personally care about. Like flat out, it's just me. Uh, but it gets me thinking, like. Hmm. Maybe there is something to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like maybe maybe there is something in the way that we treat uh, animals and how terrible like pumping them full of hormones is for you. Which I, I, I should retract the statement. I don't care about animal rights. I I didn't a hundred percent back in the day, but as I grow older, I kind of take it into consideration. Still eat meat though. Um. So. But like, Elena doesn't. Elena's vegan. No, exactly. No, she's vegetarian, but she, she the only the vegetarian. closest thing the, the closest thing she comes to eating meat is eggs and cheese. And okay. that's it. Yeah. Um but she but okay, so you know her. Like my wife is like a die hard animal rights activist. Like there were two things she was born to do, and that <laughs> was to be a vegetarian and to be a mom. And she does both like 150%. So 
you know, it's it's it, it is it's something that kind of hits close home mm-hmm. in the um, what's the word I'm looking for in the I guess social issues realm, right? And I can I can appreciate that. Now, what I will say about the song itself, like the lyrics and everything, the the lyrics. Uh, because I found God in the sound of your factories burning down, now I sleep so sound. Man, that is, that's what I'm fucking talking about. Like, <laughs> that's the rise against that I'm like, okay, I'm behind you, dude. I'm getting ready to fucking blow up this bank. You know, that's, I'm not going to blow up the bank, goddammit. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm, 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 I, I'm I am not like, associated with this right, blowing up but, of a bank. But you get what I'm saying, right? Right, like, right. Like, that makes me want to be, like, lyrics like that and how it's delivered in the song and how the music is so good during that part, it is, it resonates in your soul and your mind. Right. And you think to yourself, this is what I want to do. I want to take up this cause. I want to do great things. You know, it's a it's an empowering song and that's why i love it so much and even i don't even agree with it i'm just like hey you know what you might be onto something <laughs> and, and and i'm and i'm with you on that bro <laughs> yeah so, I, yeah definitely agree 100 percent um yeah i, I know uh, that was like a side tangent like a no no tangent uh, yeah. it's good to know because i didn't know that um see mm-hmm. i just I just liked it. I was like all about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, hell yeah, whatever you say, dude. Like, I liked it. I like I said, I know Rise Against can get political. is is known for being political and talking about stuff like that. Right. Do I know how to interpret that stuff pretty well? Absolutely not, because I don't get involved with that stuff very much because it's a right. clusterfuck yeah. to me. It's just a lot to take in. But this song definitely yells out, hey, this is Rise Against and we're, you know, this is what we sing about. This is what we scream about. This is what we write songs about. Message. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, definitely love this one a lot. Okay. So, and this, maybe this is, you know, what's funny, like, uh, I guess, so on to the next song, you know, um, track six is Sudden Light. Okay. Um Oh, shit. I don't understand how I don't understand how they follow up the best song on the album with the song that's tied for worst song on the album <laughs> for, for me at least. Um, right, right. I, I just I, I this song. I, honest to God, if you take out Tim and him singing, I thought I was listening to fucking Nickelback. Like that's <laughs> how bad this song is. Oh boy. Like it, like it's it's got that butt rock riff slower but not too slow that it's sludgy but not too fast that it's edgy right tempo music and it's just bad it's bad man like right um, right right. (laughs) i'm laughing because i have i have my notes right in front of me and it uh, it says the the name of the song sudden life and then uh, a bunch of question marks. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's. I'm glad we're like on the same page with this shit, dude. Yeah, this is what I felt 
found really funny because I thought that we wouldn't have the same opinions when it came to this. Like, I thought you would have, because you, you know them a lot more than I do, and I know very right. little about them. I thought they would be very different things, but I see that there are a lot of similarities. Yeah, when it comes to this song, I'm just like, I skip it, to be honest with you. I, I, I really okay. only listen to it one or, once or twice, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? This, this is like... This is really weird. Let me to me. Let me read the cor- Let me read the chorus lyrics to you because it. I, I'm not. I have a hard time understanding it. It might be because I'm just dumb as shit. But yeah. Um. Here we go. Uh. Are you dying all your life? Uh. Backing vocals, walking into the light. Don't know what that means. Uh. Broken, beaten, tired of. You wanted to love, but don't know how. Diagnosis, sudden life. Can no one revive me now? Feels like I'm walking into the light. I, I kind of get it. It feels like you're dying, but you're not dying. Like, that seems like a pretty fucking terrible thing to write about. Well, um, especially when it says diagnosis, sudden life. What the fuck does that mean, Julia? Okay. What does that so mean? I'm gonna email fucking tone. <laughs> I'm going to write a letter. <laughs> You're going to write a letter. You know what? He's going to tell me to go fuck the right off. Like, <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm successful. Screw you is basically what we're going to get. Um, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe I'll get lucky and get a chance to talk to them um, and have you on it. But that's very highly unlikely. Okay. This is what I think about what you just said to me. Um, okay. it just screams out anxiety, what anxiety, like if I had to put anxiety to words, I almost feel like that's the way you feel anxiety and depression put together. You it's like you're alive, but you want to die. And it's like you're self-diagnosis and you have to not self-diagnosis. I'm sorry. You're diagnosed this by somebody, but you have to live your life basically dead taking medication all the time but that's just the way i'm reading into it i may be wrong you might be right though i never thought about it that way again I, it's probably because I'm, I'm some of the, sort of a bitch but um i'm just fucked yeah, up in the that, head that, pers- that, permanently that, it, that really might be it though who knows you know either way it's just it's just a bad rise against song man leave that shit to fucking like bayside <laughs> and that's another one of my favorite bands, you know. <laughs> I did, I never uh, listened to Bayside until I went to, with you guys to Bayside, and 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 I ended up liking them after that a lot. And say favorites. anything, oh, yeah, love say anything. Anything's good live. I love I love them live. I I, I couldn't get into some of their albums, their later albums, but right. um, seeing they, they put on such a great live show, it it almost. It, it makes you forget that they they have lesser albums later on, right? And and, and even in that in the set that we saw, they had tracks from you know like the newest album that just dropped, and it was performed a thousand times better than it was on the album. Wow. Yeah, and Elena, and thank God for Elena, dude, because I was standing there and I was like, yeah, I really dig this, and she would explain to me. What what some of the songs meant, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, so, and then some of them yeah. were like, wow, 
they're upbeat, but it like there was this one song that was upbeat and it was about his grandparents. And yeah. Yeah. Well, she I'm, told well, me I'm about that one. I, I was I like one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Like that's what I ended up liking yeah. a lot about them was like their stories behind their songs and yeah. their live performance is fucking amazing. Like I would definitely go see them again and Bayside. I had the I got I had the opportunity to see Max Bemis just himself acoustic live before. That was pretty fucking cool. Um, I don't know. He did like a string of like five or six dates with um, Dashboard Confessional a right. few years back, and the Norval was one of the dates. So that was pretty cool. That's crazy. Um. So yeah, my bad on that tangent. No, 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 no. This is um, this is totally cool. This- this is what we're supposed to um, do. Right, okay, okay. Um, so the next track, track seven on the black market is called A Beautiful, a beautiful Indifference. In- indifference. Yep. And I have very little notes. Uh, I have none. A little basic, a little basic <laughs> but I overall like it. It's a slower song, but that's okay. Oh, wait, no, that's the other. That's the next song. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, a little basic, but overall, I like it. Um, I, I, I thought about nothing lyrically stands out to me. The music is pretty good, um, and the choruses are catchy. So even if it wasn't Rise Against, I probably would have liked the song. Right. You know what I mean? So. I have um, no notes for this song. This is one well, of the songs go. that I kind of just skipped. Because again, well, it, it just didn't do anything for me, you know. And and same and 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 I'm just gonna jump right into it with method methadone. I okay. had high hopes with the right. name, like just seeing the name. I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be like either political or really good." And then wow. again, I couldn't think of anything to say about it because there's really nothing to say about it. It's a basic bitch song to me. Ooh, okay. So, this is... This <laughs> oh, I can hear it. I can hear people yelling at their radio right now. <laughs> so, I, these are my notes. I had it marked out. I had it checked as a song that I liked. Um, these are my notes for it. Um, I thought it was pretty raw. Literally, uh-huh. Like, really... Um, it... I can't tell if he's if Tim is writing the song about someone close to him or if this is just song about a general topic. That's how like personal this song seems lyrically. Okay? It's always those personal and, songs that I definitely just do not feel. Apparently. Okay. So apparently it's, those it's so songs much. mean nothing to me and everybody's like, Well, oh, it's about something personal. I'm like, Well shit, I'm a oh, dick. Yeah, when, yeah, when when Stan on the arrivals and departures one was like, "Hey, that's about Bayside's drummer dying." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like I, so I I knew that, and when I was listening to that, I was like, "Oh my God, she just shit talked this song." <laughs> and and like, I'll still back it and be like, the song after we talked about it with Shane. And I was and I was thinking about it. I was like, wait a second. Okay, this song is about the drummer of Bayside passing away. That still doesn't right. explain why you are 
fucking monotone. If you're expressing a feeling about somebody fucking dying, you better fucking sound sad. You better put some fucking feeling into it. And you know what? This is my fucking call out on that. Yeah, okay. No, fair enough. That's fine. Hey, that's fine. I completely understand that. If it's if it's if it's something if it's something that you really, really, really are passionate and care about, like let's let's put some emotion into it. Exactly. Especially if it's about right. someone dying. Because if I, I listened to it and was saying that it was monotone, then and with the lyrics in front of me, then there has to be a reason why the song didn't come off as somebody dying or it's about somebody dying. I'm just pretty pissed about it. <laughs> hey, so, real quick, Julia, side note. Right. Um, Elena just texted me, and she said, it just says, you're what keeps me believing the world's not gone dead. That's that say any, that's a say anything song that um, they played at that show. How fucking creepy is that? She's in fucking <laughs> Maryland right now. And my goddamn head, this bitch got mind control over me. I need help. I need help, Julia. <laughs> yeah, I like Elena, so. Yeah. She's, she's cool. She's cool like 70% of the time. <laughs> ah! You are so horrible. I love Elena. Yeah, I know. I do too. Off the record, kids, though. The no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I'll make sure to cut that shit out. <laughs> I don't want you. I don't want you permanently sleeping in your guest room. Eh, it's bound to happen one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> Between the snoring or like the dogs being way too fucking drunk. Yeah, the dogs. <laughs> um. So back to methadone. Um. My last note was. Uh, it's a good slow jam for Rise Against. I thought it was, I liked it. I checked it. Okay, so when you say that it's a good slow song for Rise Against, for me, mm -hmm. it doesn't, like, in my opinion, I don't think as a slow song it says Rise Against at all. Mm. If If I were looking at a slow song, we'll get to it. But, okay, we'll get to it okay. when we talk about it. Um, okay, okay, okay. I, I think I know where you're going, but hey, hey, I'm I, fair enough, and I understand your point. Right. Uh, yeah, basic bitch song to me. Sorry, not sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. This is, this is the, the thing. Like, I'm not going to lie and bandwagon about a song. Like, if I don't like I, something, hey, I don't like you. it. You know, and if somebody hates me for saying that it's a basic bitch song, and I'm looking at the lyrics right now, and and yeah, I see where you're going, where it can be personal, but it just doesn't, again, if you're, like what I said about that Arrivals and Departures song, if you're going to try to convey a point, fucking convey a point. Because if I okay. can't feel yeah. it, hey. then don't. Like, I'm already triggered, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I think uh, you, you make a very valid point. Because that's what sets, in my opinion, and in the past, that's what set, has set Rise Against apart from other people singing about the same shit. Right. Is they seem passionate about it. So. Right. Um, okay, fair enough. 
me to go, or do you want, or do you want to go? Go ahead and go. go I and go. like this song. Disagreement <laughs> uh, <laughs> number two. I love the beat. I love everything about this song. This song actually ended up going on my playlist. Um, okay. What I really yeah. like is when it slows down and it goes, and the world works in ways that I never have claimed to know. We got out and fought through the weather, but it followed. The The view from up here isn't better, but it's all we know. It's all we know. Oh, fucking favorite part. Just, I love that so much. That screams Rise Against to me. That's a, that is a, that, those are very good lyrics. Um, and, and you're right, that does scream Rise Against. And that's, it's almost like that parody that they bring in, like, what they're trying to talk about. Right. Like, they always try to talk about and I'm trying to find the words to say this. Um, they always try to find a way to say, hey, we told you so, without saying, hey, we told you so. Right. <laughs> um, so, hey, you know what? You're right. I didn't I didn't get any of that from the song. Um, I will give you my notes on it. Do it. Um, hate the riffs and the chorus. Uh, musically, right? I th I thought I was listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan, <laughs> like a fucking seventies classic rock, you know, like ba 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 it to the bone guy. You know? <laughs> um, Screw and, you, and Neil. Then, <laughs> and then my last note on it was, it felt like it was two artists trying to write one song at separate times and not sharing anything with each other. Right. So I didn't like that aspect. And, and you know, there are so, certain songs on an album where, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe a producer or somebody says, hey, why don't you do this? Like, they put their two cents in, right? Mm -hmm. like, a lot, like a lot of times that happens, I felt like this was that song. Right. And I was like, man, this is, you can tell that this is not Rise Against. Musically. Okay. Musically, I should say. Musically. Okay. All right. You know, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. It's okay. <laughs> I knew that was coming. As soon as you said I liked it, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, seriously, uh, I see where you're coming from with it. But there's just something about this song, dude, to me, that really gets me excited, I guess, is the best term to put. It just makes okay, me, I, okay. I like it a lot. And it, it's that, I just love how it slows down and then it speeds up again. And in certain songs, I've never, I've there, it's very rare for me to like something like that. So for it to happen in this song was crazy I was like so about it and was like oh I just like again those lyrics to me were like the the reason yeah, it made yeah. me like this song um but I do see what you're talking about I tell you what I'll go back and listen to zero visibility if you go back and listen to methadone 
Knowing what we know now. Knowing what we know now. Knowing what we know now, I will go back and listen to Methadone. And I will go on record. (laughs) I will go on record and say I will apologize (laughs) if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, okay. Oh, I'm having so, way too much fun with half the shit that they said. But let, let's <laughs> let's leave that for your podcast. We'll we'll talk about your podcast at the end of this. Awesome. Okay. Um. So track track ten, a wait too long. Okay. Um. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say it. It's uh, my second favorite album on the song. Uh. Fuck, dude. I need to stop drinking this whiskey. Um. It's my second favorite song on the album. Uh, the lyricisms. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Fuck, I wrote shitty notes. Um, second stanza of the second verse mm-hmm. are are so indicative to Tim and how he writes lyrics. Right. And that's what I love. I love that shit. Um, let me pull up those. I'm I'm looking at the lyrics as we speak. The part where he's like, uh, "I've seen the eyes. Never once did our leaders apologize." Uh, I know that's not right. I've got a lot of. I've been awake too long. Wish there was something that could close my eyes. No, no, no. It says. Oh, yeah, the second stanza of the second verse, it goes, I've seen the eyes of the widows left behind. I've seen the child of a violent man. And never once did our leaders apologize for battles they began. Right, right. That shit gives me fucking goosebumps when I hear that shit. It is so fucking true, man. Like, you know, like, we live kind of close to each other, like, Northern Virginia and Southern Virginia, right? Right, four hours. And, um... Yeah, and so, like, you know, like, the military is a big presence in Virginia, and, like, I've got a ton of friends that are, like, they're part of, like, the wound and nonprofit that deals with not only, like, um, physical disabilities, but, like, mental shit, you know? And, man, that's, like, a real thing. Like, you know, how many times, like, have we heard of, you know, uh, a, a military guy, like, going all abusive on his, like, wife and kids, you know? Right. Like, that is so fucked up, because that's what they're bred. That's what they, that's all they fucking know when they get thrown over into a fucking war that we have no business being in, you know? Right, right. Like, it's, it's, that shit hits so fucking home to me. Like, my parents were in, the, well, my dad was in, like, mom, and he was, like, fine, you know, like, he never, like, was too crazy. Um... I say too crazy as in like he never had like flashbacks or anything like he's just like a like a goofy old guy you know <laughs> just, he was out of touch with reality now <laughs> but you know what I mean like he's not like like that's such a real topic in today's society and it's kind of swept under the rug I, I, let's just go ahead and say it is swept under the rug and it is uh, it's a it's a it's a huge thing affecting the United States uh, today. Right. 
Um, I work right. I work very closely with um, uh, a wounded veterans uh, kind like a uh, what what is it called? I, the words escaping me. It's in my head in Spanish, where they help veterans basically. Um, and they, it's a charity, okay. it's a charity. Um, and we do right. a lot of their commercials and we do a lot of their, um, promos to get people to help them out. And you know, like it, 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 it definitely, when we, when we're talking about this song and that particular lyric that you came up with, it reminds me of the stuff that they say, you know, like some of these people have so many issues and so many problems and like the government just sits there and like well we kind of need you to do another fucking tour oh fucking well oh right. you you lost your right. leg well you're useless to us go home and the and who has to deal right. with like all of their pstd and like all of their mental issues and a lot of these people it's it will end up killing themselves and and it sucks you know, it's such a horrible yeah. thing. And it, like you said, it's swept under the rug and it fucking sucks. And we, this country needs to step up their game when it comes to their veterans and people in the right military. Yeah. So it, it I, I understand know, completely where you're coming from with this. And, and it's funny too, because like a lot of times, like I know a lot of times, like, you know, I don't know about how your high school was, but, like, a lot of times at our launches, there would be, like, an army recruiter out there. Oh, yeah. Like, sitting oh, yeah. Up in the high school, like, ready to just sign people up. Oh, you like, know, hey, I like, almost did. Your information. Dude, it's, it's crazy because, like, yeah, straight out of high school, you make great money, and you are getting paid, and you have this, you have this, you have a career essentially right. you know what I mean and you don't have to worry about anything except for going on tour and going to uh, fucking uh, danger zone not, it's not danger zone but like a um, um, a combat zone you know what I mean and right. it's it like I know uh, whatever. like when my cousin like skypes me from fucking Iraq and he's like Yo, we just got fucking mortared. I'm scared shitless. I'm like, holy fucking shit, dude. Like, my man, like, literally, like, had no other option but to go into the military, and that's what happened to him, you know? Right. Like, like not only that, but multiple people that he's come into contact with, they're not here anymore, man. Whether it's, you know, casualty of war or they come back home and do the shit that Rise Against is talking about in the song, you know? Right. It's so fucked up, and it, it's something that, it's something that, like, I truly am uh, a voice on. Um, if anybody brings it up in conversation, it's something that I think we need to devote a lot of funds <laughs> to yeah. helping, especially because, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel just, what, you, you know, what you're people, saying, because... Um, yeah. um, something that people I don't ever really talk about at all is that for high school, um, I've, I've talked about me being bullied and, and like shit like that and like not being the right. very popular one, having all this shit, especially being Hispanic in a very white world community. 
was even yeah, harder. Northern Virginia. <laughs> well, I'm not northern. I I work in northern Virginia, but I live in like the mountains of Virginia. What town? Woodstock. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm like what in my high school maybe 10, 15 Hispanics altogether. And yeah. the rest is all white, and then the one random black kid. Right. And it was devastating, dude. Like, I had no friends. I, It just sucked. And I remember making the decision my sophomore year of maybe I should join the military. And I became really close friends with the recruiter at the time. Right. Um, and I would go and do PT, and I was getting really good uh, at that. And I would study for the ASVAB test. And um, yeah. I remember when I took it, I didn't pass it by, like, a point. Because, like, when you take it, they don't give you a calculator. And it's, like, time right. and shit. So I'm not very good at certain things, uh, especially math. I suck at math. Um, so that's what would really screw me over. But I remember the last year I took the ASVAB, I had, I, I passed and on my graduation cap, I had put, um, the military, the army, the U S army logo. And then on one half, and then on the other half, I had a community college logo on it. And right. I remember that I got the phone call from the recruiter. He's like, hey, your paperwork's in. Just come in to sign it when you can. I said, okay, yeah, I'll come right in. Never showed up. Never went. Right. I, I got a job waitressing and was making some decent cash. And, like, I remember right. he would call me all the time be like, when are you coming in? When are you coming in? I was like, but have so many excuses that when I went was heading to I when I made the decision to go sign not only was on was I on my way to tell my ex-boyfriend at the time that I was deciding to to sign um I end up wrecking my truck and I end up hurt um from one of my nerves and then I have a bad knee and a bad back so that was the end of that I was like if I can't handle sitting for too long and I can't handle standing for too long, the military is going to destroy me and it will be worthless for me to join. Like, and it's something I've never really ever opened up and talked about because it was like something again, that I kind of just closed the door and never opened up about it. So it's like a small little tangent about my life, um, military wise, but I've been huge supporter of that stuff. Like, military people who join people who get out and need help i i do everything i can to support people like that right hey but you know what maybe it was i don't want to say a a plan but maybe it was fate that that right that happened the way it did you know it's pretty cool yeah not that you got in a wreck but that it worked out like that i'm sorry (laughs) yo my wreck was great you know (laughs) Well, um, my wreck was pretty horrible. I hydroplaned from northbound to southbound traffic and hit an incoming car. So Oof. I'm pretty lucky to be alive today. Uh, yeah, no, seriously. 
Oh, yeah. That was, like, the peak of my life where my life was going to shit. But we're not talking about my life. I'll have an episode that if somebody <laughs> really wants to hear about my shitty life, uh, I'll have one of my friends one of my friends interview me, and I'll talk about my life. But this is not that episode. I just wanted to say that military story uh, because of the song. Right, so yeah. let's get back to yeah. the, the so, damn song. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, this is what I'll finish it up on. Um, no, I just, it, it was, uh, I've... I was, I'm a fan of this song. This is what I checked. Um, I've counted four. Let me make sure. I think I've got, yep, I've got four songs so far that I have checked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I only have two. So, yeah. Okay. Um, um, so, you want to do the next one? Yeah, the only thing I want to say about this last song, Wait Too Long, mm-hmm. is um, I... Okay, how do I word this without sounding like a jerk? Fuck it, I'll just say it this way. I love it lyrically because of what it's what it stands for, what what they're trying to convey. Um, uh-huh. But this song is easy, easily forgettable. Okay, fair I, enough. Yeah, it, it, it's so easy to forget about this song, which sucks because right. it has a really good message in it. But I. Like, if you didn't say anything about this song, I would have totally skipped through it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. No, I, I was I, I, I was just an outright fan of it. And I listened to it a couple times after, like, I ran through it, like, on repeat a couple times. And I was like, okay, this is a, I like this song. Right. You know? Right, right. Okay. All right. So, People Live Here. Oh, Trap my 11. God. So, I'll go ahead and state what. So, you were talking about the typical slow rise against song, right? This Earlier. is it. This, this is, it. is right. it. Okay, so there's, there's always an acoustic song or a song with just a guitar and Tim singing, and that is the typical rise against slow song fashion. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the formula that they've made in multiple albums in the past. Um, starting with Swing Life Away, like probably one of their bigger hits, you know. Um, so this is what I, this is what I wrote down. Um, I love some of the lyrics. Some of them really hit home. Others I feel like are so damn dramatic. It's like he is begging for a reaction, a pissed off reaction from the listener. Right. Um, and then I had a note here that said... Um, well, I'm going to argue that with oh, you real quick before okay. you keep going. I think that's important to get a reaction out of somebody. You know, you say it's a okay. little bit too dramatic, but for what the song is saying, it's like, you know, it, it's it, you're trying to get a reaction out of people. You want them to actually... Like, I feel like if, when I listen to this song, it actually makes me think. And it starts to, like, okay. make, paint a picture in my head, you know what I mean? So, right. even though you probably don't like that, I think that's pretty neat because it creates a reaction into people. No, I, I, so, that is exactly why I fell in love with Rise Against. That is one of the many reasons why. is because I can paint a picture in my head 
of what I think or I know Tim is singing about, and 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 I can see his point of view or the band's point of view. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so no, that's a very valid point. Um, the 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 lyrics that uh, stuck out to me. I mean, obviously, it says like. Um, from the penthouse to the holy martyr. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> from the from the co- from the coffins of sorry, full of kindergartners. From the coffin full of kindergartens. Is this what you what you call free? Like that hits so fucking home. It's not even funny. Like fucking you, right. I mean, I I had know, the like, same lyrics know. down. It's right. scary because I ha- I wrote that down. I also wrote the first line that says, "My God is better than yours." And then right. that last line, hey, people lived here. Yeah. Jesus. And and you know, that is that's a good that's a good line too, uh, uh um, well I guess not line but stanza. Um my God is better than yours and all the walls of my house are so thick I can hear nothing at all. Right. God damn, is that so fucking true? Like how relevant is that right now? You know what I mean? And so much. And and one of the so this was one of two songs when I saw them in DC play that they played from the black market. And he was very like, like he did like a little like speech before he started playing the song. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about like how, how, uh, how more than ever this song is meaningful to the situation we're in right now. Like, it's no fan that I'm, I'm sorry, it's no secret that I'm not a fan of the president. And man, like, that song really, really, seeing that live, first of all, the live version is a thousand times better than the album version. I just want to throw that out there. Well, I would have Um, seen them if they didn't cancel their show at the Norva. Yeah, I know, right. They launched. Um, but yeah, um, the live version is a thousand times better than the album version, mm-hmm. and you could tell, like, seeing this song performed live, you can tell that this is a very special song to him. Right. Like, like he, you can, you could tell in his face and his like, as he was performing, that this was a different song than the rest of their set. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Um, and I still stand by like saying like, hey, like, 
there are certain lyrics that he wants to draw a, a reaction from, like a pissed off reaction from. Right. But but at the same token, like it wouldn't be Rise Against if they didn't piss people off. Right. And that's exactly what the band like. That that's what the band's founded on. So. Yeah. When 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 you talk about that last lyric, uh, the way I took it in, and maybe again, I think we've said this a couple times already. That my interpretation, maybe I'm stupid and don't know the actual interpretation, but the way I take it is like the message that he's trying to give in this song is like people stand so tight to what they believe in, like with that line, you know my God is better than yours. People are so tight. Like there's so many issues with people saying, Oh, my religion is the right way. And like shit like that. And like, there's this other line in the song that says my gun is better than yours. Basically the whole gun rights thing is like, it's, it's playing a, a a part in this. And you know, and like, there's a little bit of that in the song. When I hear that last verse, it's like those people who take their shit to the grave. And what's the point of living so bitter holding that kind of grudge because there's some people out there that hold that fucking grudge dude like oh no this is what i think is right and you're fucking wrong right. and you know right. when i hear that it's like I'm... those people that die with that fucking bitterness and they're dead and like even it like let's say there is a such thing as a ghost they're probably out there yelling and screaming and nobody can hear them everybody's still living their lives things are still going on what was the point of dying saying, right. you know, my shit was right and, you know, they're probably like, hey, people live here. You know, I'm still around, but nobody notices anymore because they're dead and, you know, I, I guess I'm I'm reading way too into it, but that's what I, I'm taking so, into it. You're kind of there. Um, well, I'm, the I'm that, fucked up uh, anyway, so... <laughs> One of the things that I loved about the song was, was like you said earlier, you know, like you could totally like paint a picture of like what he's trying to convey. And I think that that is something that most bands don't know how to do, Julia. Like it's, it's really, really, really hard. For you real? Know? Like yeah. sometimes, especially if you're a band that is, that is, for lack of better words, as, uh, socially aware and political as Rise Against is, like, they they want to paint a picture of, um, hey, this is fucked up and we need to make make it known. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, I can understand. Like, I, I still, I still, like I said before, I still kind of feel like it was a little over the top and dramatic. But at the same time, there were certain parts of the song that really, really home to me so you're over top and dramatic fuck you <laughs> yeah just kidding I, I kind of i kind of wish i was no you're too uh, you're so chill chill <laughs> i was just gonna say like everybody says chill just so. you'll just whatever dude it's all good yeah. you know yeah Sad all right dude. yeah <laughs> exactly so yeah that's i i guess for me, it's it's a definitely a song that also made my playlist. So I guess now that's three songs in my list of of songs on this on this album. 
we're down to the the last song and before we before we jump into bridges let's let's uh, let's make people wait a little bit let's um i'm gonna ask you a couple questions that i should have asked in the beginning but because we start we were were so passionately hatred on on like the start of this album that maybe maybe we should uh start with like a little bit of people just heard you talk about this album and know very little about you Um, all right well i'll tell you what let me get another drink real quick and i will my dude uh, go get yourself another drink uh, so do you know what buffalo trace is no i do not sounds familiar hold on what is it bomb ass whiskey it's a bomb ass whiskey okay buffalo trace it's really fucking good. It Probably sounds familiar. I just I fucking, all uh, I drink is Jameson. It's like, oof, oof. You're a better man than me. I love um, Jameson. I will <laughs> cuddle with Jameson. I love Jameson and I love Crown, but me and Crown have a love hate relationship because those hangovers after I drink Crown are insane. Oof, you ain't lying, girl. Are you ain't insane. Lying like you feel oh. like woo. Yeah, I'm not fucked up. And then you wake up the next morning. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm a little fucked. Crown and coat. That's that's my go-to. Like like that's my like. Hey, you got any whiskey? Uh, no, we got some crown. I'll take some crown and coat. You know what I mean? Like, I do I crown and whiskey, sprite. A lot of people. A lot. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna have to try that. So good. So good, my dude. You have to try it. It's so good. Okay. All right. Um, have you tried any of the flavored crown? I've had a crown apple. Crown apple, I can't drink that because I just drink like a whole bottle in a night. Crown apple's okay. I don't mind it. Like if it's the only thing that they have that's crown and they don't have Jameson, I'll drink it. I definitely loved the crown maple a lot. Okay, okay. Um, See, I, I was, I was, I was not a fan. Of, I was not a fan of the crown maple. Okay, and then I've also had the crown the dark is it i believe yeah it's like it's like a, yeah it's a heavier it's like um it's like a 40 40 like i don't know 45 percent alcohol something like that right instead of the like 40 percent yeah i've had that yeah, before that's good. that's good i've also had yeah. the silver bottle uh one which is i think it's a little it's aged a little longer or something like that i don't remember because it's been a while since i had that one and that might be the hundred dollar bottle. It's like XOS or some shit like that. Yeah. Okay. So okay. the only thing I remember about drinking that that one night is that I drank it and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's it. I woke up the next day and the room was spinning. Like <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> um Elena's gonna hate me for telling you, you the story, but um, <laughs> uh, so one one Memorial Day we had a cookout here. And we invited a bunch of people, right? And I, uh, I, 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 as soon as people started showing up, I started drinking. Right. One of my buddies brought one of my buddies brought a bottle of Crown. The other bottle brought a bottle of Gentleman Jack. And I filled up my cup all the way, like half of half Jack, half Coke. And I had two of those, just like that. And mm. all the Screams while, I'm wrong decisions. Sure. Right. All the <laughs> while, I'm grilling, 
I'm making sure everybody's having a fun time at the party, you know. I'm not eating anything. But then my other buddy oh, shows up. My st- like right out. now, my stomach just, just did that thing where you yeah. start to worry I, and you're not even drinking yet. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Water. Water. Can I have some water? <laughs> so, so my buddy shows up at the Crown and he pours me a glass. It's like a good two, like three quarters of the way full of Crown and then put some Coke in it. I chug that like within like five minutes, drink it. And then after that, the last thing I remember was drinking Crown out of the bottle, like gulping it down. Oh. Um, My stomach is turning right now. <laughs> the next day, I wake up in the bed. I don't know where Elaine is. Um, it's like 7 a.m. And I look down. Shocker puke on the floor right? oh. <laughs> so I immediately get up clean that up and i'm like oh shit i fucked up right so then i go to my phone nah. <laughs> and multiple people have sent sent me multiple pictures of me shirt off pants at my ankles hugging the toilet just laid the fuck out i mean like lifeless almost dead oh, and no. So, so after like everything was said and done, I, I called my buddy. I was like, yo, what the fuck happened? He was like, yo, I thought you were going to die. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. I was expecting to hear a phone call from Atlanta today that you were in the hospital. And I was like, man, what happened? He was like, what happened? You got fucked up and everybody left at nine o'clock. <laughs> like everybody wasn't done eating yet. <laughs> they were just like, well, I guess we're leaving. Party's over. <laughs> Neil's dead. Might as well leave now. Yeah. That was <laughs> crazy. That was a that was a interesting couple days afterwards. <laughs> but um, but no, yeah, it's um, I'm drinking a good old fashioned whiskey tonight on the rocks, and uh, three glasses in now. So I'm I'm having we'll agua. Happens, you know? I'm having agua. Oh, there you go. Uh, you know, because um, I did warp tour, uh, was it Sunday? And I went yeah. to the barbecue and they were, and my friend's like, let's have drinks. And I wasn't going to go. Like at that point I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to go back to the hotel and sleep off. Cause, mm-hmm. cause warp tour got, was so hectic that day for me. Mm-hmm. She drags me out. She starts buying drinks and I grab my crowns and sprites and I swear to God, those crowns and sprites were more crown than sprite. Because two nice. drinks in, whew, I was feeling it. And then I had a beer. I'm just glad. Just a random I, beer? Just a random beer. And I'm just, let's just say I'm glad it ended at midnight. Because when I woke up at five in the morning, I wanted to kill someone. <laughs> that drive, oh. Um. You know that moment where you know. You're still fucked up, but you're okay. Yeah. And your body's like, well, you need to throw up. Yeah. And you're like fighting your body like, no, you don't. No, you don't. That was me the whole drive come. home. Oh. Or to work, I mean. Uh, I'm sorry. Julia, I like to classify my... Oh, fuck. I like to classify myself as a functioning alcoholic. 
which means that I don't get fired from my job because I drink. Right. I don't drink and drive because Uber exists and you're a fucking moron if you do. Um, and uh, I like get pass out drunk right. whenever like I'm like drinking with my friends and I just sometimes like I try, I try to like tail it off a little bit you know but uh, you know like when you're well Elena doesn't like to fucking deal with my shit when I'm fucking fucked up, you know? Right. So, so I try to hook her up a little bit, but that's, that, you know. So. Hey, everybody's got, everybody's got their vices, you know? Right, for <laughs> sure. So, besides being a, a, a functioning alcoholic, for the people to know, <laughs> um, you do do a podcast. Um, I have yeah. Brendan who is also part of your podcast, it Gets and Shiggles, Shiggles, right? Yeah, Gets and Shiggles, yeah. Uh, podcast. Um, you are part of that. How do you like doing that? Give me your interpretation. Do your shameless plug. Sure. Go yeah, at it. No, we do. Yeah, bag so, of dicks. So, so, oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, Long story short, uh, I had been thinking about doing something along the lines of that for a while now. Right. Um, I, I had thought to myself, I would like to talk about like my daily life. Like I feel like my daily life is alcohol. Could be a fucking. Oh. Could be a well. <laughs> it ends up with that, but um, you know, I feel like my daily life could be a fucking novel. And I feel like people would just like, like, like if there was a camera, like a candid camera that followed me around and saw what I saw, whether it's the people that I interact with, um, the situations that I'm put into or I put myself into, Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be the best fucking TV of all time. Well, guess what? That's not going to happen. No one's going to follow me around with a fucking camera and then (laughs) change the situation, you know, and how the conversations go, right? Right. Um, so then I thought, let me, like, I, I mean, I need to start a podcast and talk about, like, my crazy-ass parents. Right. And, and, you know, my parents are, like, they, they kind of are, like, legitimately crazy, but they're down-to-earth good people, you mm-hmm. know? Like, they're just, like, they're just legitimately, like, got a few screws loose, you know? Cut um, my cable! Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My mom like yelling at the cable guy for fixing our cable in a movie, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that, the best that story, story ever. Exactly. Um, and so I was like, man, I really want to talk about like things that I'm thinking. But then I was like, man, some of the shit that I think is way too fucked up to let people know that I think it because people would be like really standoffish around me right so let me let me back the fuck up and let me rethink this whole podcast thing like doing it myself so then i brought up i well i i don't know who brought it up I, i'm i'm i think it was either brendan or myself or maybe andre did you need to do a podcast with him he's a fucking lunatic we're talking um, about it i'm gonna have all of you guys on on the podcast good good Good, Except good, Tay, good, good. fuck he, Tay. He's a fucking. 
Andre is a fucking lunatic, like legitimate lunatic. I got like he is the guy that like I'll be like, hey, have you ever felt this way in your life? But then you stop and think that you're a fucking asshole for even thinking that, and he's like all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, good. I'm just making sure I'm not fucking so batshit crazy. So, so we all so so we we threw out the idea to do this podcast, right? And we're like, let's just get fucking smashed and fucking do this podcast. Well, the first episode sounds like balls, and it never aired because there was some terrible, terrible um, audio, and some one way or another, I couldn't get Brendan the files uh, to for him to edit. Right. So I fucked up the very first episode. Well, then we re-aired the we re-aired the first episode. Or, I'm sorry, re-recorded it and re-aired it. And if you, I can honestly say that, like, if you listen to the first episode and you listen to um, the last episode in 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 ten to twelve, ten to eleven episodes, we make a giant giant leap in falling into a groove. You right. know what I mean? And so I would. I I would urge people to listen to the newer podcasts if you're going to listen. No, uh, listen from the beginning. The I feel like the, uh, no, I feel uh, like if you're going to listen to you guys, if I were to rec- cuz I've recommended your podcast. I'm like you have to listen from the beginning. Cuz cuz it's good. It's, it's some of it some of it's iffy though, Julia, like man, like I, Really? I, really, Neil. I was like, <laughs> you just like really, picking really, up on like, that. I was really fucking smashed that first episode. I mean, I I drank two bottles of wine in an hour. Oh god, and I was back. <laughs> Your box Trader Joe's yeah. wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. My four dollar Trader Joe's wine. Yeah, exactly. I tell everybody uh, to skip my first episode. I always tell them to skip my first one, just jump right into the second one. Um, well, this is what I will say is you you probably know this because you do a lot with guests and everything. Right. It is way easier to carry a podcast with a guest and something that brings the conversation back to the guest. You know what I mean? Oh. I felt like I felt like the podcast that we did with um uh, Mario from Nights Like These and Jay from Across the Atlantic, I thought that they were above and beyond like what we could have done. And actually, like listening to our latest release this week, I thought to myself, "Man, we really followed up that good ass episode with uh, Jay from Across the Atlantic with right. such a mediocre episode." <laughs> no, I, I mean think... some part. I think you guys did a very well follow-up. Like, for me, that's like a... a, Okay, this is the difference I find between your podcast and mine. And then we'll jump into the last song. Um, When... when, when, What makes it different from... For what I think makes it harder for me is that it's just me. Like, if I can't find a guest, I have to figure out a way to put a podcast up. And, like, what am I going to fucking talk about? I'm going to talk about an album by myself and just argue by myself. That's going to fucking sound stupid. Uh, so right. I started, you know, 
and because that second ep that second or third episode where I talk about arrivals and departures with Mike got really a lot of rave. It's one of my most listened episodes. Um, right. I figured if I don't have a guest that is in a band or working in the industry, I'll have my mm -hmm. friends come up and, and we'll talk about an album and people seem to enjoy that. People like, I love talk. I've told you before, I love saying and talking about music, love giving my opinion yeah. and putting it out there. And this is basically yeah. what this podcast for me was all about. It's basically me talking right. about music, putting my opinion out there because usually in person, a lot of people are talking and I can never say what I want to say. So when I, when I hear your Fair podcast, enough. what helps you guys week after week make each episode even better and better? The fact that you guys are more, what, like seven of you? Where if like one of you six. can't come, six? Well, what about DJ Ty? Are you there? You there? Yeah. Sorry, I was getting a yeah, phone no, call. Yeah, you dropped off for a little bit. But oh, what sorry. about DJ Ty? Does he not count? Oh, you can count DJ Ty. <laughs> He's the hero behind the works, you know? Right. Um, he, dude, that, what's funny about that is, um, you know, some of us are legitimate, like, you know, like, we keep, we keep in touch with them, mm -hmm. with him, and, man that keeps on giving like every fucking week we've got something new and that's why we've kept it going for so whether it's snapchat or facebook or whatever right uh, you, you broke up there for a now. second you there yeah you kind of broke off for a second oh, but shit. i but okay. i heard you no it's fine um but like i was saying um what makes it like if somebody doesn't have an idea at least you guys can bounce off each other you know what i mean right. whereas i don't have right. anyone to bounce off of like who am i gonna ask my mom like no right. i can't ask my mom anything she already hates the fact that i'm doing this and <laughs> photography and bands and music she she thinks i'm the devil himself come on now right <laughs> like and that's the, that that is the thing that i like and you know, I think we've only had one of We've just hit a fucking wall. Well, shit. We all agree on this, and there's not much to talk about, and uh, we kind of have the same thoughts on it. So we just ran through that in 10 minutes, so we don't have anything else to talk about. You know what I mean? Right. So, so, th so that's been one. That, that, I mean, that's something that we've got to conquer, but... I don't, I think that, um, you know, just discussing things throughout the week about what we're going to talk about on the upcoming episode, I think that that's uh, pretty, pretty solid, you know, especially when we, when we, we stay in touch with each other a lot too, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, um, it's definitely something that, uh, like, like someone will just throw out, Hey, what do you want to do? Or what do you want to talk about? This week, we've got a pretty fucking good topic to talk about. And I'm so part of it, baby. I know, I know. I'm really excited for this because, man, it is, you know, it, I'll just flat out say it, dude. You know, there's kind of like an unspoken, unwritten rule that you just don't fucking talk like, shit like that. Like that. Like, yeah, sure. Like, my, dude, 
I just talked I, like I like I mentioned that like Kellen Quinn uh from Sleeping with Sirens on the last episode was a douchebag. Like dude, I, it's not my cup of tea, but he's probably a decent human fucking being. You know what I mean? Like right. he's probably not a douchebag. I probably will never listen to Sleeping with Sirens, but you know, whatever. Like that's my prerogative, that's my fucking that's my opinion, you know. So right. but I I I don't wish I don't wish harm on him. I don't. I don't. I'm not gonna drag his name through the mud. I'm right. Just gonna say my like 30 second piece on my shitty little podcast and be done. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah. Well, I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait for Sunday, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And um, I'm like debating if I should skip um my second Warp Tour edition episode this coming week and post this one or post this in two weeks from now like it's just like the decision post, po- this, in, post this post this episode in two weeks because warp tour is something that it's going to be wrapping up here shortly yeah but like making the decision between the the the, the um interviews that i got from warp tour to which ones i wanted to put out first was so hard and like, mm-hmm. but I knew I wanted that anti-flag, anti-flag one up first. Like it was so important to me to have that one out. It was like such a yeah. major um, point. It's a big per- hit. Yeah, like that was like the, like the the high moment for me. Meeting Pat right. was like holy shit. And Valiant from Valiant Thor was like these guys are awesome. I got almost. Dude, I regret they're every they're second. Wrong. Huh? They're from Raleigh, North Carolina, kind of yeah. close to us. And he says it in the podcast. He lives in 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 Richmond now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. For me, it was so big. It was like I I regret so much not asking for a picture. Um. But you know, I'm in touch with their publicists and management, and I got I got along with them very well. So I don't see why I wouldn't be able to follow up with either one of them. Nice. Yeah. All right. So we got a little bit uh, about you and the Gits and Shiggles podcast. And by the time this is out, the episode where we're just talking mad shit will be out. And I will be a part of that. And that's going to be really fun. Very fun. Um, So the last song for this Rising Ants album, The Black Market, is... Uh, Bridges, correct? Yep, that's it. And, um, and I'll let you end it out, and I'll tell you what I think. Right. Sounds good. Weak as fuck for a Rise Against Album Ender. Right. That's the first note. Uh, you can't speed up and slow down the last song on the album. It needed a banger to go out on. Lyrics are all over the place. Is it a love song or a political song? Uh, I really feel like they phoned it in on this one. Those are my numbers. I fucking hate this song. Um, I, I, I really, really, really wish that they had a better... Um, I really wish they had a better song and put more into it to go out on this album. This album, um, it could have been saved with an epic album ending song. 
Right. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It 100% was not. And I just, I'm, I'm, I was so disgusted with it. And that's like something like, like, okay, so like Rise Against from, I don't know, from, from their very first album have had like a come out the gates, guns blazing song as the beginner and then a like big epic build up like release climax almost yeah almost climax of an album ending song up until maybe Endgame I forget the song that rounds out Endgame but um, up until like like this is hands down the worst uh, song to round out a Rise Against album that you could ask for. And I was so disappointed with that. And it just, it, like, it, it made my heart sink because that's that's not the Rise Against way. <laughs> like, that's, that's not what they're known for. And it just fucking sucks that they decided to end this album on this song because it's just terrible. You basically summed up what I was going to say. So... Um, yeah, uh, this song is easily, 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 fuck, fuck being brown sometimes, man. You can't say something shit. No, okay, (laughs) fuck that. Easily forgettable song. Nothing to do with Rise Against. This song is like so back and forth and weird. Uh, terrible ending. Like they could have ended it with people live here and it would have been great. But they decided to smack this. I agree with. I, I I will agree with that 150. percent If that was the last song on the album, I would have been like, "Damn, that was a good fucking song to end this album on." Exactly. But then they they come out with this, and I'm just like, "Are you serious? You had to go. Let's just like literally what I keep thinking is going through their minds. Like, how can we fuck up this album even more? Oh, let's write this shit song. And and like, if you look it up, if you look it up, when you look it up, there's four songwriters on this song, not just Tim, but but there's like three others that I that it's just like, huh, guys, let's make people hate us more for this album. And let's write a shitty song. Just smack this shit together and put it out there. This is what I get you know, off. I didn't. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that there were th- there were uh, three writers to the song. So that might be a big reason of why it sucks so bad. It's not. It's not just a Tim writes lyrics, comes to the table, and. I don't know, like, 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 it, it, it's not just Tim being like, hey, these are the lyrics I have for this song. You know what I mean? No? Right. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, yeah. Um, uh, again, I'm sitting in a parking lot in my car because I find this is like yeah. the best place for me to do my podcast because I have three dogs and I have a very loud Hispanic family. So for me to do a podcast at my house, it's kind of impossible. Uh, so I will sit in my car and like, um, where I live, uh, people stare. So I I was like in the middle of a staring contest with this 
uh, old dude. Um, so sorry. Old, old people staring. It's past their bedtime. I can't well, they just I, left. I can't talk, they old. just they just left in their in their beat up '97 Chevy. So um, <laughs> there you go. So what is your favorite yeah. song off this album? Favorite song off the album, hands down, is Eco Terrorist and Me. The second favorite is um, uh, uh, the one we were talking about earlier because we talked about every fucking song earlier. Uh, <laughs> Awake Too Long. Okay. And um, and, and so here, here, is, here are some just other notes that I've get that I wrote down for it. Overall score, if I'm giving a score out of 10, I'm giving it a four out of 10. Like, just a, a weak effort, two really good songs, and two okay songs, and that's it. Um, one thing that I loved about Rise Against was uh, the, the bass lines mm -hmm. were very... Um, were very forward that came at you when you put the album on and started listening to it. Right. And I didn't get any of that this this album. Like there were no bass solos. There were no like like in Revolutions Per Minute or RPM Ten, uh, the song Like the Angel. It starts out with a dope ass little bass riff. Right. And I love that. You know. Mm -hmm. And there was none of that on this album. Um. Another note was, you know, earlier you were talking about like, hey, I feel like they just phoned it in. I feel like they were just like, whatever, we're just going to get through this. And on the last song, Bridges, I said the same thing. I felt like they phoned it in on that song. Um, this was their last release with Interscope. Uh, so maybe they were just like, fuck this record label. Um, we're going to just throw something together so that the label can release it. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's the case. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just Rise Against legitimately put together a terrible fucking album. Um, and the last note I had is, um, you know, Rise Against is built on um, speaking out and being uh, an activist band. And this album was released in 2014. And, man, there really wasn't anything to be angry about in 2014. I mean, like, like uh, the Supreme Court was close to or had already made a ruling on gay marriage being legal. Right. Um, you know, there wasn't, uh, I mean, I guess you could talk about, like, the, um, uh, what's it called, like, the, um, the drone strikes and shit that like Obama was doing but you know that's something that's you know kind of swept under the rug but uh, maybe that's what People Live Here was about um, uh -huh. but yeah like there wasn't like a there wasn't like it was it, I, I really feel like 2014-2013 that time frame was a time frame where like politically and socially uh, we were becoming way more aware and we were making leaps and bounds to get to a better place. And now, in 2017, we have taken 25 steps back and 
that's why they released their newest album, Wolves, which is fucking amazing, Julia. You need to get on that shit. It is fucking great. And the and and the songs live are better than the album. That that's one of the bit one of the things I love about Rise Against is um <clears throat> they can come off so good live. Like I legitimately forgot how good live they were. Um until I saw them this summer in DC and I was like, Holy fuck man, this is like this is why they're one of my favorite bands of all time. You know? Like mm-hmm. they're so fucking good and that, that album is bold, man. And mm-hmm. um yeah, so I, I, I think that I think that the the progress, like like they didn't have anything to speak out against, with the exception of the whole like animal rights thing and the factory farms, which comes out in the eco-terrorists and me, you know? Right. So, that might have played some a bigger role in the album and writing the album than people think. Right. So, but those are just some, those are just some, Ra- you know, little some random notes, notes, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, for me, uh, the one crap. What button did I put? I pushed a button in my car, and I don't know which one it was. Anyways, um, for me, this this album, if I'm rating it, it would probably get a three and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, it's just yeah, for enough. me, this album is just doesn't do anything for me. I think this was a really terrible album um, from a really good band. Like this band is fucking awesome, and 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 like I said, like there's a there's two songs that um two to three songs that I'm really in love with um mm-hmm. but then there's these songs that just ruin it like if I would pick one song and it makes it difficult to pick between zero visibility and people live here but for sure like for who I am and like for wanting to convey a message I would definitely pick people live here first and then zero visibility Okay. And then that one song, uh, Awake Too Long, uh, is definitely like a close third. Um, okay. For me, The Eco Terrorist is also okay. I Don't Want to Be Here Anymore is all right. It's, it's like okay ish. But then the re- like, but then the re- like, like I said, only two songs made my playlist um, out of this album. And I just feel. I, uh, they could have done way better um, putting this album together. I don't know what they were going through. I wasn't there. Again, I'm not a musician. I'm not part of Rise Against. Right. Um, so whatever decisions were made were were made, you know, and, like, I wasn't there. Um, I'm just a fan and wanted a voice and opinion. Um, when you talk about wolves, it's funny you say I have to get on that um, because... I was going to go see them at the Norva um, in October, I believe, was when they were coming. And they canceled the show. And if you would have, like, when I bought my ticket, I didn't know that the ticket came with a free album. So I got the the album, physical album copy of Wolves in the mail and my refund for my ticket because they canceled that show. And it's still sitting Damn. in my room, um, in my CD case, um, 
I haven't opened it yet, but I've been meaning to get oh, to it. Go listen to it, dude. It's really good. It, it, the, the first track right out the gate, that is, it, the first track is called Wolves. Right. And, man, it is, it is the, it's the Rise Against that I fucking love. Like, just, that, that's why I like Rise Against, is they come out, and it, it, and it, like you were talking about earlier, it very clearly paints a picture, and it's a picture that is uh, something that I can get behind. And it's totally a metaphor, too, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so... so I'll definitely yeah. check it out, uh, for sure. Now, uh, I'm kind of glad we did Rise Against, even though the album isn't anywhere near being an album I like it was definitely fun to revisit Rise Against because it really shows that they are the songs that I haven't listened to in a long time and revisiting some of these songs and then actually listening to the RPM 10 album was was really fun for me because I had I'd never really listened to it until I was listening to this and then obviously Wolves I'm gonna listen to so it was definitely worth listening to and i'm uh, i'm really thankful that you uh took the time to talk to me today i want to take up too much more of your time you know <laughs> no for sure um i mean i'm just sitting in an empty house right now drinking by myself functioning alcoholic you know um <laughs> no uh but i will say I'll, I'll i'll go ahead and let you go and end on this but uh if you if you have any any spare time within the next day or two, you need to check out the song Survive off of Suffer in the Witness, and you need to check out the song, um, oh, fuck, God damn it, I just, it's um, off of Siren Song, um, hold on, let me look it up, uh, Wrenches and Gears or something like that, um, It is Tip the Scales. Okay. The song Tip the, Tip the Scales from Siren Song of the Counterculture. Those are, like, I can easily give you my top five Rise Against songs. It's ever-changing, ever-changing acoustic, um, Black Masks and Gasoline, Survive, Tip the Scales, and then probably, uh, I'd probably say Architects after that. So, yeah, there you go. Those are the songs you need to listen to. All right. I, I will make it my homework. Uh, two things before we go. One, the first time I think I've ever heard you talk and not bring up thrice up. <laughs> well, you brought him up earlier. <laughs> For, like, a second. And I was, like, trying to push that button to see if you would, like, go on that tangent. Pretty proud of you, dude. Yeah, so... So, Uh-oh. I, so a little Uh-oh. bit of background about that. So Rise Against, Thrice, Thrice Superman Rise Against as my favorite band. So these, like, Thrice and Rise Against are kind of hand-in-hand, hand, and I got to see them on tour in the same show this summer, and it was fucking awesome. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Um, and then second of all, um, what song off the album do you want to end this on? I'm going to let you choose. Oh, fuck. Off of the black market? It's got to be off the black market? Yes. Okay. Um, we just spent over an hour talking about it. Of course oh, it has to be off the 
Yeah. Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Go ahead and do, um... Uh, go ahead and do eco-terrorist in me. Um, All right. And I'm gonna, and I'm gonna send that out for Elena because that's her shit and animal rights. Awesome. And she is... The way I, the way I look at it, and you know Elena personally, is if Elena didn't care about animals, then probably no one that I know would have, so... Right. I, uh, I, I, I give it up to her, for her. That's her cause. And I back her. So. Y'all are so cute. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, so, yeah, sh- it's, this it's one's for Elena. Great, it's a great song. And, and yeah. I'm, and the last thing I'm going to say is I'm pretty sure Rise Against will never hear this episode. Um, I'm going to fucking tweet them like a motherfucker, dude. I hate real. you. Like, Tim is go. I'm going to get that hateful email from Tim, or he'll he'll write a song about it. If you do, please send it my way. It's you're probably right. This will never. They'll never hear. It, yeah. You know. Whatever. But you never know. I mean, Shane did yeah, hear sure. the arrivals and departures, and look where that got yeah, me. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, dude. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. No, man, thank you. All right. All right. So that was my conversation with Neil. Definitely had fun talking about this album. Definitely not one of my favorite albums out there, but it does have some really good songs. So here it is, guys, a song off of the black market by Rise Against. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.
You'll do it right to update your home to something more your style. Lowe's is here to help, and even better, we'll help you save. Step up your flooring with Pergo Waterproof Laminate Flooring starting at just $2.48 per square foot and get it installed for just $0.99 cents per square foot. Swap out your old bath vanity with a stylish new one and get up to 40% off select vanities during our Refresh for Less kitchen and bath event. Whatever you need to make stylish updates to your home, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 724 U.S. only. This is a special announcement for men with ED. A local medical clinic is offering free doses of a breakthrough ED medication to the first 75 men who call now. This offer is to spread awareness about a treatment that's 98% effective, even for men who can't take prescription ED medications. You'll receive a personalized, custom blend of the latest FDA-approved medications formulated to treat sexual performance problems caused by diabetes, cardiovascular problems, low testosterone, or depression. Your appointment will be at a private and professional medical office with a doctor representing a physician network that has helped over 50,000 men regain their performance in just one office visit. If you thought your ED symptoms were untreatable, don't miss this opportunity to get a free dose of a highly effective rapid-acting medication. This offer is limited to the next 75 men who call. You must act now to reserve your free dose of this breakthrough treatment. That's 800-947-3300. 800-947-3300. 800-947-3300. 